The Edinburgh Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Nicholson Joinery Limited. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Edinburgh Football Podcast. A happy new year to everyone. We've been slightly lax in our ability to get out a podcast since the start of the new year. We're sitting here 11 days in. We really should have had one out last week, but due to a litany of issues, uh, we couldn't. So we're here. Uh, it's just the two of us, the two cool kids, uh, myself and Ross. Ross, how are you doing? Shaking your head oh, at that. Shaking your head at that. Until you introduced me as a cool kid. Oh, uh, I'm not bad, mate. It's... It's been it's been a while since because uh, I wasn't on the last one, um, you know the old the old review show and um, I, I listened to it um, and see when Andrew spoke about uh, a standout result for Hearts. I'm sitting there because I, I was out and I was just like I was out on a walk and I was just walking and going beating Celtic, beating Celtic, beating Celtic, beating Celtic, beating Celtic, and I'm like, why why are none of you mentioning it? And then eventually you did that, so I'll give you I'll right. give you. Eventually getting there, but uh, no, um, very good in my absence. But hopefully, we can continue that trend and be very good in Andrew's absence. Although he might join us later, we we don't know. But um, if he needs the sticks, yeah. Um, Buyers, any New Year's resolutions? Anything? Anything? Nah, I make nah, nah, I make one every year, and I, I fail to do it every year. So, uh, uh, no. Why change perfection, mate? Why lose change- half? Lose half my body weight. That'll do me. <laughs> I think I think I've been making that resolution every <laughs> past like 14, 15 years. And the only way that it's gone is I've put on more weight. I don't I, 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 yeah. Um but hey, um that's why we talk about football. We don't play it so much anymore. But um we've got a bit of a full podcast this evening. We'll hopefully get through everything. We'll start with hearts. Going to Hibs, we'll talk Edinburgh City, we'll finish off with matters in the Lowland League and the return of the Prediction League after a small hiatus um, to finish. So, uh, hearts to start with, obviously there's not been any football, but a very welcome announcement today that restrictions on crowds will be lifted. So, yeah, um, great for that to have all the fans back that we can from next Monday. Hearts, um, right now, news came out today. Craig Halkett signed a new deal. How happy are you with that, Ross? Um, I delighted for the season. I think there's periods of times so I wasn't Halkett's biggest fan um, when he played, but I think this season has been an absolute rock. I think he's probably been one of our top performers. Um, there's games where he's went off injured that we've inevitably looks shakier at the back once he's went off. So, yeah, I think it's testament to to him, the way he's kind of pushed through. Um, I think it's obviously handy having Craig Gordon behind you uh, as the last line of defence, but you've also got, we've built up a strong midfield this season as well, and I think that's helping him with kind of Benny and Cammy in there as well, and they're working quite well with that. But, yeah, I think... I think Hearts have probably seen the best of him this season so far. So, yeah, it's been a just reserve for him to get that contract extension done and dusted. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. I think Craig Halkett's been exceptional this season for Hearts. I think he's um, he doesn't get the plaudits that Suter uh, Suter gets, but on a whole, I think he's been one of the most consistent performers that Hearts have had this season. I'm not talking, you know, like sevens. I mean, I think he's been... 
an eight or a nine most weeks. Um, he really has been uh, really outstanding for a Hearts team that has had a very good defence this year. You know, we're talking last year about how Hearts... Uh, well, I remember when Stobie and I first started the podcast and uh, Hearts were conceding really soft goals and we're like, you know, when we were growing up, Hearts always had a solid defence. You know, there was Webster and Presley and it was like solid. They didn't really concede soft goals. And then it was a very unheart like goals to concede. And then last season as well in the championship, poor. So I think he's come on leaps and bounds since then. And he's been one of the most important players in the team, one of the first names on the team sheet. So I think a two-year deal, absolutely. What, uh, yeah. what he deserves. Um, Softens the blow potentially with Suter going. So because <laughs> that, that'll, I fully believe that that'll go, that'll happen this Next week or the week before, uh, week after potentially, just I think we'll lose on this transfer window. I think um, I can't see Hearts hanging on to him just in case, but this softens the blow and it potentially helps us look at. We've, we've got Nate Daniel Atkinson brought in the Aussie in there. I've jumped ahead of the queue for that one. Sorry, um, mm-hmm. he's came in as a right back, but you're potentially looking at Smith maybe moving into that centre half role. And that could show us up there. We've got Taylor Moorster in there as well. Um, so, aye, there's, there's possibilities in there. But, yes, I think that there's that's a massive, massive bit of business from us. Yeah, um, I think... So I'm, I'm delighted with that so far. No, I think uh, exactly what you're saying there, uh, the boy coming in, uh, you know, I'd, you, you don't know the standard of Australian football, I really couldn't tell you what Australian football is like. So I, I really don't know the standard, but he's he's coming highly recommended. There's um you know when he when he left, I think all pretty much all their fans were bemoaning the fact that he was leaving, which is always a good sign. Uh that's that's what you want to see. So um yeah, interesting to see him hit the ground running. Obviously if he can do what Cammy Devlin did, then well, Hearts have got yeah, well, ex teammate of Cammy Devlin as well. So, well, there you go. Hopefully, a wee connection uh, there, so he can hit the ground running. Get right sorted. I'm glad that you mentioned John Sure. I've got written down here the Suter conundrum. Um, obviously, I know that he's touched on it before the new year when you know if if he go if he signs a pre contract. Sorry, do you sell now? Or do you, do you keep him? I think if I was Hearts, I and he signed a pre-contract with you know Blackburn or Stoke, like he's been rumoured. Personally, I would say keep him because I think that his contribution towards the, an end of season push would be really really pivotal. If he signs with uh, Rangers, then absolutely get rid. Um, see if you can flog him now. If not, then. Yeah, it's a very, very hard one. There's I don't way that Nielsen wouldn't like not play him. I think that he, like, he would always start regardless of where he signs. If if he signs a pre-contract and doesn't move on, I think Nielsen will keep playing him. But if he goes to Rangers, then that's a yeah, it's a hard one to take. Aye, so it is an interesting one. I, I just I don't know how we're gonna what Hearts will do about that. Um, they've obviously I think they're smart enough. They know what they're doing. They've made contingency plans and signings in there, and they're, they're still in talks. So I believe for the rumours, there's a couple of people still looking at, but they'll know better than us in terms of what what they're wanting to do with it. Also, we'll see see what comes with it. So. Well, um, there's 
Stuart Finlay, who I know he was rumoured with uh, Hibs and Hearts sort of mid-January um, before, no, sorry, sort of early mid-December before Jack Ross got the bullet, because I think Jack Ross was very keen to bring him to Rhodes. Um, and I think that he's been linked with Hearts before. I think that Nielsen's a fan of him, so he could, I'm not saying same ability, but he would, he would, he would slot right in to that, that position there if, if Suter does go. Um, I can't really remember much Stuart Finley, but from what I remember, I wasn't too enamoured with him. But I don't know if it's. I'm, I'm not. Do you remember not, much of him? I mean, I'm not saying they he ripped up the rule book and was you know like Beckenbauer at the back or something like that, but a solid, solid Scottish centre half. You know, if you if you think um, he's not, I don't, I don't remember him being brilliant on the ball. I might be doing him a disservice there, but. From my recollection of him, he was a bit of a sort of classic Scottish centre-half. Um, he's just going to get rid of it. Um, if in doubt, it's going into Rosettes, things like that. There's no... Um, but I could be I could be wrong. You know, there could be Killy fans that listen to this for some reason absolutely screaming uh, at me right now because uh, he was he was a fantastic footballer. Who knows? I don't... But I think... I would doubt it, but we'll see. That's just me throwing things out there, really. Uh, uh, well, I've seen that he's been linked to Rangers as well, to be honest. So, well, who knows? I think they just get linked with with everyone. I think um, this this one of the most impressive bits of business that Hearts could do this January window is somehow re- get a fee for and Armand Nandouli. If if that goes through and Tranmere part with cash for him, then. Phew, Joe Savage, wow, what a job you have done, son. I mean, I thought I right. have to be paying you team. Out. Like, you know, that's it. Honestly, Joe Savage, well done, mate. Because if you've somehow been able to get someone to, to cough up money for him, then that is that is miraculous because, yeah, he's just... He's absolutely pony, Tony. You know, um, a lot of people saw his record in League One, etc. And, oh, he's this, he's that, but he's not shown it up here. And, you know, even last year in the Championship, he wasn't, if you know, I think his debut, was it Wraith Rovers away? He got yep. a break. Uh, he got a break in the, it was a and it was a week game. Really impressive header, if, I, if memory serves Aye. me right. Um, yeah, oh, oh, here's a wee player here. Fast forward a couple of weeks and you're going, no, it's another dud in the coal Stockton or... Aye, Alum, well, um, they're saying that uh, he's uh, close Stockton. People like that are highly rated down south, but for some reason, I don't, God knows how, but they, they they're not brutal. suited to the game up here. Um, but obviously, look, um, if, if Hearts managed to get a fee for him, then phew, unbelievable. Oh, truly delighted. That'll leave Hearts needing at least two strikers. Uh, I think Hearts needed one if Nandoli was kicking about. If he goes. Definitely need to. Yeah, there's no, there's no rumours. Uh, obviously, the, the Japanese boy. Right here we go. Um, Suyoshi Ogashiwa. We'll see if that's. Oh, a... I'm glad you attempted that because I wasn't. There we go. We'll see. We'll see if that was uh, correctly pronounced. But uh, uh, no... he's I... apparently wanting to stay till the end of the season, yeah. so I doubt that. So I mean, that's that's one that. But I mean, I tell you, fair, fair play of hearts for. Being bold and looking at that, like sort of untapped market, I think that um, obviously Celtic have done it. They've, they've got four Japanese 
players in now. But I've always thought that Scottish clubs should be looking further afield. Um, and that would be very bold. So here's hoping that uh, that pays off and we'll see him kicking about uh, Gorgie anytime soon. But um, a couple of outgoings in just on loan at this moment in time. Jamie Brandon, Scottie Jean Morton and Cammy Logan, who we'll talk about later because he's gone to Edinburgh City. So, yeah. uh, and also you just informed me before we came on, uh, Jamie Walker has agreed a deal to go to Bradford on loan until the end yeah. of the season. Um, yeah, it's I all think, done and dusted there. I think it's a weird one. You know, Jamie Walker, I don't know how much of a chance he's had sort of this season, especially when Hearts were going through that run where there was a few draws, a few defeats. He wasn't really being seen as an option. A lot of nostalgia comes in when a player like Jamie Walker leaves the club because, you know, he's, he scored, what is it, 52, 53 goals? 52, and... I think, goals, I First, first player. I, I think it's because he's a Hearts fan. That's yeah. that's what that is. It's fifty-four goals. Fifty-four. He's played, um, he's played um, two hundred forty times and scored fifty-four goals. I mean, it's it's a really really impressive record, and obviously there's a lot, like I say, nostalgia that comes in to when a player like that leaves. But I think from the outside looking in, I think it's, it's the right move for both parties. I don't think yeah. he's got a long-term future. Uh, and you know he's obviously still young enough that he wants to wants to play more. So you know, good luck to him. Um, Brad yeah, that, he's put, he put a statement out on Instagram earlier, just saying that he he's done it for games. Yeah, you know, he loves the team and stuff like that, and he's looking forward to coming and seeing us in Europe next season. Oh well, okay, getting ahead of himself there, but okay. Um, <laughs> I think I he's fight that one. He's probably on to be fair, but um, yeah. Looking, looking at Hearts, obviously, we'll talk about St Johnston in a second um, as Hearts' next game, but is there anything else that um, sort of taken your eye in the last sort of uh, week or two um, about the boys in Maroon? Um, I've seen a lot of us linked to Shankland again. Because yep. there's been a lot of rumours regarding him uh, leaving the beer shot or something like that. Shot. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, so I think Hearts have been one of the teams that are linked with him. So I'm not holding my breath on that because he's one of these players that we tend to get linked with every so often, similar to Cummins, um, every yeah. transfer window. I did see that Kyle Lafferty had been released. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> uh, I was kind of waiting for that flood to come in as well at one point. I think the whole Lauren Shangling thing is, I mean, he left for a million pounds in August. You know, the, the Belgian team bought him for a million pounds. So I can't see them cutting their losses and letting him go for, for nothing. Um, so it would have to be sort of a decent six-figure fee that Hearts would have to stump up. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's realistically, for a year and a half, Lauren Shankland has not been in great form. Uh, yeah. The whole of last season, he, you know, he struggled to, to get to grips with the... With the Premier League, yeah, sorry, the Premiership, and I just think that, um, I don't know, maybe better options out there for for Hearts than than Shankland. Yes, I'd I'd rather look further afield than him, yeah. but we'll see. I, apart from that, there's nothing I've never really heard much on that. But Flames uh, uh, Brothers might be coming to us soon. Oh, Christ! <laughs> oh, give me a second. Like, what did he just say? 
play. Aye, um, Christ, that's going, that's going back. <laughs> that was every transfer window for a good uh, time. <laughs> That's that's one certainly not for the youngsters listening, um, you know. But uh, that's um, what is it? Was it was there not also talk of a World Cup winner uh, joining as well? Um, that oh, was had a couple. We've had a uh, couple. Um, always, I've uh, seen seen the likes of Bentley, Good Johnson was coming at one point. Uh, so Bobby Robson was going to be manager. Uh, I remember Claudio that. Ranieri was going to be manager. Mm-hmm. Oh, what yeah, could have? Good old yeah. days. Oh, oh, glory days indeed. But um, back to back to to reality. Uh, (laughs) St Johnston at home on uh, a week today, shall we say? And that's got to be a a win. You know, St Johnston are are struggling at the moment. I know that they've brought in a few players recently, but shifting for me, I think I think that that's three points uh, at home. Um, Should yeah. be yeah. I, th- I think Hearts have been impressive at home this season. Um, so John says you said they've, they've struggled massively this season compared to where they yeah. were. Obviously, from a, a double cup winning squad right into a relegation battle, it's it's kind of it's different life. But um, I I'm pretty confident of Hearts getting a result there and kind of just getting the job over over and done with. I'm hoping quite early been quite lackadaisical when it comes to games in the first halves uh, and it's more second half that kind of lights up so I'm hoping more for a, a strong performance getting us out of the blocks early and that's sorry. getting three points home not a problem game so, over oh, I too right in front of uh, a full, full fan as well so um, which will be a raucous atmosphere as always but we will move on and move on uh, Hibs and well Sean Maloney is not wasting any time in revamping his squads pretty much it's been sort of non-stop at Easter Road the past so 10 days obviously there was Chris Muller who uh, signed the pre-contract back in August also Dylan Tate who signed but was loaned back to Wraith Rovers. So he joins. So it's a bit like, oh, does he count as a January signing? Not really, but um, I've written them down in the transfers in column. Uh, I mentioned them now, so. Yeah. Have you seen, <laughs> have you seen much of Chris Miller's uh, like Twitter or Instagram or anything like that? So um, I saw someone had posted, it was a Hearts page, had posted... Um, it was hiding an owl in oh, the Royal uh, Mile, yeah. and it was some guffy quote that he put oh, in or something. Like. Someone says, "I can't wait for him to be in front of Section N at Dyncastle to let him get the abuse because he'll crumble." That's uh, embarrassing for stuff like because even I think uh, Martin Boyle even commented on it to say, yeah. you need, uh, I need to have a word with you." But I honestly, I honestly think it's just because um, see, see many signs, uh, and then. I've seen a few of his tweets, like, um, it's that sort of, you know, and I don't want to generalise and, you know, we're not being offensive, but you know that sort of typical American... Happy, clappy, yank. You know, that, I, you know, how they're like, oh, it's, you know, praise, praise this for such a joyous day and, you know, this is the work that we've got to put in so that we can get to here and it's all that inspirational, not, like, and well, not nonsense, but I mean... Bollocks. I just Bollocks. think... Eh? I just think it's hilarious. And like when I see him on the Royal Mile with an owl, I'm going, what is going on? But <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yeah, pretty right, much. He'll, he'll um, crumble it. He'll crumble it tiny. He'll crumble it many well, places. We'll see. We'll see because, you know, there's a lot of talk about him. And I think, you know, once 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 he gets into the action, well, who knows? Who knows? This boy could be absolutely ridiculous. He could be revolutionary. I have no idea how good he is. He, like, like you say, he could easily struggle to come to terms with Scottish game or he could be absolutely class. We'll, we'll uh, find out. Yogurt sales might go up. I just, I just think that um, his whole sort of vibe, as it were, is is absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Um, but goods, goods, you know, why not? Don't, don't like sort of sit there, and move and move to another different country and think, right, I've got to change to fit in. He's like, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be me. So you keep doing you, Chris. Good, for, good for you, son. Um, like move well, the defences. That's it. Honestly, watch him take a corner. Honestly, um, right. If we move on, sorry, the other signings that Hibs have made this uh, January so far, there is the young Norwegian Elias Melkerson. There is Rocky Bouchery, who is coming on a six-month loan with an option to buy at um, at the end of the season. Harry Clark, from Norwich. Yeah, he's he's in from Norwich. Uh, who is the under twenty-one Belgian international? You know, no idea. I tell you. Um, the only thing that just when he was doing his whole press thing yesterday with the with his media and all that, he looks imposing, shall we say? He looks a big, big guy. He's only six foot two, but I mean, he's he's definitely got a wee bit um, of, shall we say, stout about him. Um, stock, sorry, stock about him. Um, there's, uh, there's definitely some power there, so it'll be interesting to see him. Um, Harry Clark, who. Was at Ross County. I thought he was yep. actually great for Ross County. He was good, I. He was good. Um, Eighteen month loan, but there are break clauses for Arsenal um, at the end of the season and in January. So who knows how long that could be? And then there is Ewan Henderson, brought in from Celtic, who is on a loan initially and will be permanent in the summer. So sort of like the, sorry, excuse me, the Jamie Murphy deal from Rangers last season. He was on loan, so he couldn't play against Rangers, but he was you know, signing for him. So that's Ewan Henderson. He, he won't make his debut at Celtic Park on, on Monday, but um, I tell you, if he's as successful as his brother was at Easter Road, I'll be absolutely delighted. Uh, I think that... Bloody ugly as his brother, anyway. Oh, beautiful, beautiful family. They've got uh, the same genes as the McGinn's, I think. Another beautiful family. Honestly, Mrs. Henderson and Mrs. McGinn. <laughs> A, hat both. Um, a fantastic, fantastic um, group of people there. I think that this sort of change in the the transfer system uh, will obviously uh, allude to a change in the playing style. You know, it's it's good to see that Hibs have removed the scout from Paisley and are looking elsewhere to sign players. <laughs> that's that's key in terms of progressing as a football club. But, no, look... Um, what happens when you get in a demand, eh? Oh, actually get signings on. And, um, I, think, I think that's one of the best moves that have made. I think he, he really let the squad down in the summer, uh, let Jack Ross down in the summer, and let a few of the players down in the summer. Uh, Graham Matthew, I know he didn't sort out a few uh, moves for them. So, I think if... The way that it's certainly looking, um, Hibs are looking at bringing young players get them for a couple of seasons, maybe sell them off, which um, it's 
in this in this sort of market, why not? I think that that's that could be very key. Um, I think four of the players are four or five are under twenty two, which again looks to that and like young hungry squad, um, bags of energy. We'll see. We'll see how that affects the style of play. But I can tell you, it's definitely not going to be as boring as watching Jack Ross's teams. Um, so yeah, I know that. Um, Iona's told me off already because I've got right aboard the Sean Maloney hype train and she's like, shut up. But I am I'm right on board this, uh, like I say, the Sean Maloney hype train. I am there for the long haul. I think he is going to transform Hibs and I know that I could easily be eating my words when he turns out to be, if he turns out to be actually. But I am very excited right now. Is there a height restriction for this train? I hope no, otherwise I'd not get on it. Honestly, I tell you, I tell you see, right now, right now. Sean um, Mullery's not allowed on roller coasters. See, see all the like short jokes and that. I was like, all right, okay, fair enough. And then he, after the game against Aberdeen, when he came over to, to applaud the fans, I, I, well, even when he was in the dugout, I was like, Christ, he is wee. He is, but yeah, I was like, he, he does look tiny, but um, no, I, I don't care like how tall he is. Um, it's all about what he can <laughs> The like, best, uh, best tweet I saw about Sean Maloney was that he paints his skitting board standing up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, you can do mine. Um, no, but look, I'm, honestly, I, I think after the sort of last couple of years of Jack Ross football, Paul Heckenbottom football, and you sort of, mm, and it's just been a bit of a malaise for him. You know, the results have been there, and yes. You know, obviously third last year, but in terms of performances, etc., they've not been. You know, we're talking about standout performances, other than maybe the same final, which for about half an hour, Hibs were electric. I think um, there's been like it's, it's been poor, really. Um, you know, couldn't couldn't uh, Jack Ross couldn't work out how to beat a St Johnston side, which are sitting what rock bottom in the Premier uh, Premier League right now. So I think that yeah, um, I I'm might, an interesting time for Hibs at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I it, think it's definitely exciting for you at the moment. I think new managers, it's obviously, as you said, for this window, he's actually starting to make his, his stamp on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got connections there. He's worked at a high level, obviously, with some of the best players in the world at Belgium. So that's, as you said, that the boy he's got for knowledge. That's obviously, he's known well, about him. Definitely there. You know, you've got. Um, a bit of a connection with, you know, Ben Kensel, the, the Hib CEO. He obviously used to work at Norwich, but um, there is that, you know, there could be players that are looking and going, well, you know, I'm Belgian under 21 international, I could go up there. I mean, there are there were rumours that obviously Romelu Lukaku was unhappy at Chelsea, you know, and Ron Gordon's got the money. Why not? Why not? Let's see. Um, right, let's uh, sell the that push. I did you, see that Hibs were trying to sign Tony Sibic from Barnsley. That was that was rumored. I remember because um, he played against Rangers. He made his debut against Rangers. Pretty much, but I thought he was really impressive that day. Actually, oh, he was good. I um, I remember I coming up in the morning or because that that was that was um, you know I was uh, I was there that day, so I, I came oh, away. Oh, I so it was. Um, I came away that day and I was like, he's he's really impressed me. But then it was almost never to be seen again. Um, so, but I think the Civic deal is dead because the the boy Rocky Bouchery has uh, come in. So, 
well, we'll see. But I think with all the, the goings in at Hibs, there's a fair few goings out that will be happening. I think that your well, Jamie Gullen's already gone. He's gone to Wraith Rovers. I think that, yeah, um, no offence. to soften the Dylan Tate thing. Yeah, um, uh, to be fair, no, no, no offence to Jamie Gullen, but I, I don't see that as too much of a loss. I think that, yeah, just, I, he never really got a run, but then there must have been a reason why he never got a run. Um, just Aye, so, there's always a reason. Managers who didn't, didn't fancy him. I think, you know, you look at Sean Mackey, Alex Grogic, Melko Halberg, and Dre Wright, they are all sort of, mm, I know that St Johnston are really interested in Halberg, um, for like a loan, but he wants a permanent. I'm not sure. He's he's just coming back from an injury. I like him. Um, I remember Stoby got really excited seeing him in, um, sorry, uh, what's that? Highlight video. There we go. Sorry, highlight videos. You know how uh, Stoby watched a highlight video of his on YouTube and got really excited about how good he was. And I was like, right, calm down. Um, let's That's been Hart's problem for years. Ah, yeah. Getting don't, too excited about highlight reels. Yeah, don't sign a player off YouTube. Um, it's <laughs> it's it's bad for you. I mean, so I think uh, Halber's an interesting one. I'm I'm not sure how keen I'd be to see him go, but then his contract's up at the end of the season, so we'll see. Gogic can go for me, Sean Mackey as well, and then Dre Wright. Well, I don't know. He came in at the starting lineup against the United, but he's just not shown it enough. So if they all go, yeah, I'm not too bothered. The big one for Hibs though is obviously the. Um, Circling rumours from the Middle East, Martin Boyle, a £2 million bid rejected. Apparently, another, uh, sorry, the Saudi Arabian club, I think it's Al Faisali. Um, again, pronunciation to apologise if there's any any of their fans listening. Um, I think they're looking to come back with a bid of £2.25 million. Look, if, if you're going to sit there and pay Martin Boyle 29 30 grand a week, then pay him, uh, sorry, pay Hibs three million for him because I think that's what Hibs are looking for. I think that we have just uh, been joined by another person. He's he's slowly getting there, so we'll come to we'll come to Andrew in a minute. Um, but I think Hibs holding out for three million for Martin Boyle is definitely definitely the right thing to do. I think that that's what that's the that's the price that they're looking for. He's he's on a long deal. Hibs Hibs hold all the cards, you know. I mean. I, I saw Celtic fans getting involved in, oh, he's not worth that. And it's like, what has it got to do with you, you absolute freaks? Eh? Just stick, stick with it. It's nothing to do with you. Like, focus on your own club. That that annoyed me. But, I mean, I think... It also uh, comes to a stage with Boyle, though. If he is rumoured to be getting nearly 30 grand a week, how much of that is he going to push the club to then get that transfer put in? Because well, football, football's a short career. As Stoby will know himself, it's a very short career and you've got to kind of look after yourself when you're, you're a professional. And I think if he's getting that kind of money, that's life-changing for him and his family, albeit, I, I, yes, I, it's Middle East, it's, it's not exactly around the corner. Um, but, well, but, to be fair, a lot closer for him for international, but I think... I, yeah, but I think, I think that, that'll end up getting pushed through as a transfer request, it, potentially, it, within that. Maybe, but I think realistically, Hibs hold the cards and look, it's it's three million or nothing. If you've got the money to pay him that amount per week and the new deal that Boyle signs, apparently the wage that he's on right now isn't 
you know, is a lot higher than I think Hibs have had in about 20 years, I think. Um, so, I mean, the rumour that the, the money that boils on, and to be fair, the rumour that Chris Muller is actually on more money than Martin Boyle. That's, I've heard that rumour. So, um, that's, again, interesting. Obviously, these are... What would you un- say, though, if, if, say that that bid gets rejected, they don't go up to three, they reject it. Similar to what we were saying the other week, Stobie, about Suter getting a bad injury, uh, boils out, breaks his double leg break, obviously. Touch wood, it doesn't happen, but does for the heart's perspective. But um, and he's out for God knows how long. Hibs have lost that money, and they'll probably never recuperate that money either. Because he's he's obviously well, and they'll be in his thirties and that stuff. But you've got to look at that as now. Of course, do we I, take it? Do but, we not take but, it? And I, I I think Hibs are probably better just shipping. If if my grand had wheels, she'd be a bike. It oh, doesn't. I, I have no that, you know. If Buxton it's all if Buxton maybe but you've got to kind of look at it from a business perspective as well I think every, there's a couple of mil coming in there every, every, every player's got their price and Hibs have valued a player like they did with John McGinn this is how much money uh, the football club want and if you want Martin Boyle then you pay yeah. that money and, and Hibs didn't stand in the way when Aston Villa met the, the financial uh, requirement that Hibs wanted and when it did happen um, again went went with, with no issues so um, if it does go through I, I kind of the answer is I don't know I mean do I see Saudi Arabia being a long term uh, destination for Martin Boyle absolutely not do I see him probably family moving over probably not um, so I think it's probably a season or two out there maximum I would imagine 18 months out there probably I, mean, I, wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he's back on these shores. Maybe not Scotland, but perhaps down south somewhere. Or I don't know. I mean, like you say, Callum, you know, you mentioned international there. After playing in Saudi Arabia, we don't know what the long-term uh, life plan is of Martin Boyle, but would maybe living down under be the long-term plan? Is this maybe a, a move halfway around the world to then go fully around the world to maybe finish his career in Australia? I, I, I don't. The answer is... McGowan done it. McGowan done it at Hearts. I think think what Andrew says is right. It's look, there's no point in us getting wound up and say, oh, he's worth this, he's worth that. Hibs have set an asking price, and if it's not met, he's going nowhere. And I think that that's that's exactly, I mean, with the new deal that he signed, I don't know, but I mean, there's no way that, you know, Hibs are going to be. Don't bite those. With every every passing transfer window, as the the contract uh, runs down, then his the transfer fee that Hibs all want will be will be less. I would I would presume. Yeah, Cal, so, keep dropping yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so no. right now he's worth right now he's worth three. In the summer he might be two and a half, and then next January is two. Yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah. So, well, I kind of agree with you, like because I think if she was on the other foot and it was a Hearts player, I kind of I'd be in the exact same position saying that that's a that's a asking price. If you don't meet it, then catch yeah. yeah. Um. So. We'll leave house transfer business there. We'll move on. And it's just Celtic next Monday. Um, that's That could be an interesting one because they've obviously signed the, the three Japanese After guys. the Japanese squad. Um, you've no idea how good these guys are. Um, it, they might be brilliant. They might hit the ground running like the boy Kyogo, even though I think he's an absolute... Uh, um, 
So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Again, it's tough. Celtic Park Monday night. Uh, I'm not sure what Hibs will get out of that, but I'm very much looking forward to seeing Hibs go there. And uh, I think for definite, Hibs will go there and have a go, which mm. is exactly what you want. You don't want Hibs sitting back and just hoping for a draw, uh, which would have definitely happened under Jack Cross. So, yeah, I think looking at I that... Regardless of what happens on Monday night, Calm, there's, there's genuine, I know you've probably spoken about Hibs already, but there's genuine optimism I'm seeing finally from the Hibs, you know, online from, I know you've spoken about transfers, but there is genuine optimi- optimism about this new management, about the, about just every, everything about the club again, just feels a little bit rosy, you know, I was kind of chuckling again at some of the social media posts in the last 24 hours a game of the, some of the player announcements, so genuine optimism, I think Hibs obviously go through here Monday night, Calm, is <laughs> as real underdogs of course I mean I don't expect us to get anything from the game but you just never know you just never know yeah, yeah that's, exactly we've mentioned the Sean Maloney hype train and uh, Byers made a really bad joke but what's new so <laughs> we will leave Hibs there and we'll move on to we spoke about outgoings Cal I'm sorry I know I've kind of if you spoke about outgoings that's the only thing for me I mean we have I I think nah, we have good, you know, good. Just making sure, just that's you good. Show up on time, or you don't show up at all. Right? <laughs> all right, um, you well, that's the teacher coming out of them. You can sit the there, up on us. fingers on lips. All right, if I don't see a hand, you're not allowed to speak. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gaffer. Sorry, Gaffer. <laughs> on the Edinburgh City, and uh, well, obviously, they, they've, they've had games we can talk about. Football, um, I say games, they've had game. Uh, two old draw with Elgin on Friday night. <sighs> nah, nah, it's, it's one of those where realistically it's not it's not ideal for pushing on to be in the playoffs. I mean, I listened to uh Sobe talking to Bo Fallon from a big big city fan, um, and talking about how the inconsistency is going to be something that's going to, going to kill Edinburgh City this year. And I think that a win there would really strengthen their position um, in the playoffs. But yeah, I think from fourth to ninth in League Two, they, you're looking at it and it's any one of the teams. I think they're, they're separated by five points um, because you've got Kelty, um, Forfar and Annan pretty much is the top three. Cowden Beath, pretty much detached at the bottom. And so you've got this gap of uh, six teams. And I think any of them, if they could put a run together, could be in uh, to, to sneak the the last playoff spot in fourth. City, home form is going to be important. Elgin, a few places below them in the league. I know they've come back from, uh, sorry, they've come from behind twice. But realistically, it's a game that they should be winning uh, against against Elgin last Friday night. Yeah, uh, Byers, your thoughts? I I think <clears throat> Friday night game I credit with. I know we'll touch on the signings shortly, but with the, the signings that came in and they played their part, you're thinking, yeah, it should be enough to kind of see them over the line. Um, I didn't obviously catch the game at all. Uh, I saw the. Twitter updates with one of the, the Elgin goals. I think there was a mix-up at the back. Pretty poor defensive from City, which didn't help. Um, it's good to see a trialist getting his getting a goal for another club. B-trial. Right, B-trial. 
floating about uh, all the time. Uh, Michael Travis, the former Forfar Athletic uh, centre half, who has now put pen to paper and signed with City. I think that's I think that's actually a very shrewd signing from Gary Naismith. I think that uh, City have been soft at the back at times this season. So hopefully, hopefully you can uh, show that up. We will. We'll, we'll leave the game there. See yes. you I just, I, th- I think, but yeah, I think we'll talk about you need things. to get these games over the line with. Well, Callum, I think you know you're speaking about uh, Michael Travis there, and you said that Ember City and you, you know, both of you have mentioned defensive um, mix up there, at, perhaps at, at, on Friday night. You've mentioned City have been suspect at the back, Callum. Guys, no clean sheets since the 11th of September, so it says it. It, it says it all for me uh, defensively. Now I could, I, I'm. You know, I can't even count the number of games, but when you go on the kind of Google fixtures and you scroll through, you know, your, your finger gets a little bit of fatigue as you scroll back to 11th of September where, where they currently are, if you know what I mean. So there's a, a, a number a number of games there, and I'm just looking ahead to the next three games, guys. Kelty, Aberdeen, and Forfa. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, and all of them are away from home. I mean, uh, def- defensive recruitment is uh, key for those three games coming up. I think, um, Stobie, you've hit the nail on the head. Absolutely uh, unbelievable for a guy that has joined the podcast 30 minutes late and is dropping facts like that. That is really impressive. Um, taking your job, Stato, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 no, I'm no Stato. I'm just a guy that remembers things. Stato will forever be Stato Donaldson. He holds that key, uh, that, that title. Um turned up for that first uh, Hearts Cup uh, final special with uh, a page full of notes. And I think he, he got to say about one thing um, from his page that was that was relevant. Um, but no, um, look, poor, it's one of those games that we'll come back to at the end of the season if City miss out on the playoffs and go, oh, that's two points drop. Or if City do make the playoffs, we'll sit here at the end of the season and go, well, that was a point gained. Um, the... Comings in in the the transfer window so far for Edinburgh City very busy early on from Gary Naismith. We have had Jack Leefield, who's a goalkeeper um, from down south. I think non-league down south, but there is also Anthony McDonald, who you know very well known for Hearts and Burness. Um, and he spent time in Spain, didn't he? Um, yes, you know, well, so, Spain, aye. Yeah. Um, Sure, it was the second division in Spain, so um, good experience there. And he's uh, also brilliant brilliant. Sign that he'll be he'll be an excellent signer for them. Yeah, I think I think you're you're absolutely spot on. And then there's a there's a couple of young boys, um, Cammy Logan. We don't know too much about him, but he comes in from Hearts. And then obviously we do know a little bit more about Jack Bryden. And if I'm honest, I think that's a great signing. I think that he can play at that level. So um, yeah, really really good signing. Um, he's been very impressive whenever we've seen him for Civil. And yeah, I think. Right, right, good signing there. So, I've well, liked Jack Bryden, guys. What I've liked about what, what I've seen of him um, is I, I don't really, obviously don't know him personally, and to be honest, I don't know. But he comes across as a, a genuine good guy who who wants to get the most out of his career. Seems quite humble. Um, ah, yes, I, yes, he's a good lad. Yeah, I genuinely wish him wish him all the best because I think he's the way that he's managed to handle handle himself. Because I'm, you know, I'm sure having been at Civil before. He was probably expecting to go on loan somewhere else, I would imagine, this season. And then, but to go back to Civil, back to the loan league, somewhere where he'd probably feel that he'd, he'd had his time there. But you know what? Testament to himself, he came in for those couple of months and, and actually went about his business really well. So um, I, listen, no, I, wish him, I wish him all the best and hopefully he can 
kick on like former other, I suppose, other Hibs defenders have come along to Embrace City and he can maybe kick on like Poaches and do. You just never know. Next season, um, other players get a year older and he might get his chance in the first team. So I wish him all the best, to be honest. I think you're right, Callan. It's a really good signing, an important signing. It was 15 games uh, in City's last clean sheet. 15, 15 games. Jesus. Over. The bad thing is for City, Bryden's cup tied for the Aberdeen game. Mm. If I'm honest, I don't think that that's something that's really going to matter. <laughs> much as I think that but, Jack, I, I don't think I'll get much of that game. I don't I, like. I, I don't think going up there. Um, like no, no offense to you, Jack. Uh, I don't think that that is something that you would have um, been able to change. I think that, um, yeah, I, I did look at the City's next three fixtures um, in January, and I know Andrew's already touched on it, but yes, it's a very, very tough January. Um, Kelty, uh, Aberdeen, and and Forfar all away from home. But I think Gary Smith's done some right good business, um, some right good players. Because I think that uh, one thing that they've really struggled with has been strength and depth. And you know now, because again, slowly I was listening to you and Bob talking, and you know talking about how the Winnicott Beef basically a under twenties team, a lot of young boys coming in that had played maybe two or three games for the first team. So I think that that's that's massive. These these new recruits, no one's gone out yet, as far as I'm aware. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. But Kelty on Saturday, it's an interesting one. City have lost by the odd goal in both games. It's one nil and three two. Um, I think they were, you know, sort of ball here away from nicking a point in the in the home game to make it three each. Uh, I think the the game that they lost at um, New Central Park was very much one nil going on. However, many it was it was more uh, just you know uh, Kelty got one, but if it had finished four, then maybe I don't think there would be many complaints. So the games have been close though, and especially in the scoreline, can City do something on Saturday, Stoby? You know, it's going to be. It's going to be tough. I suppose it's. I know it's. I know it's cliche, but for Embra City to get anything out of this game, um, Embra City have to play nines and tens, and Kelly have to have an off day. You know, what I mean, and I know that's cliche, and and it's maybe a little bit defeatist in a way. But listen, Kelly have <laughs> they've recruited well. I mean, you speak about even players that have been around, sort of, you know, like Joe Cardles and and Tidzer. Uh, you know, Austin up front. I mean, Jordan Foster, they're good, good players, but it's even players like, you know, Bar Jonas. I mean, he's come from Ranger, you know, Rangers and he's come in and by all accounts, um, in terms of the posts I've read, he's looked a, looked a class above. But I mean, it, it's going to be tough. Can they get something? Of course you can because it's, it's, it's you know, you, you just don't know, but it's, it's, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult. I think, again, I don't want to touch on it, but I just think it's, and important that Embrace City start to find partnerships from now over the next couple of games to give them a good run because I look at it all the time, Calma, and it just seems that there's constant changes in that Embrace City 11. It's just like he's in, he's back out. And it's, I was hoping there can be partnerships built over the next sort of three weeks as they then start to look. It'll be a nicer run. Once you've got Kelly and Forfer out of the way, then you're going to have a probably a, a kinder run again. So, um, to go back to your, to your point, can they get something? Yes, they can. Do I think they will? No. Yeah, no, um, I agree. I think that Kelty, um, just before the new year, absolutely thumped uh, down at Galabank by Annan 5-1. They bounced back really well at Stillen Albion, 3-0. Uh, 
um, at the weekend there, I think that it will still be fresh enough in the mind, uh, that pumping. So I think that they'll still be sort of on form, you know, um, unbeaten at home all season. So I think that they'll definitely look to continue that trend. And yeah, it's a, it's a tough ask. But hey, um, who knows? Who knows? It could... Major it could, things have happened. Well one more thing. I don't know, guy. I know. I don't know if you guys mentioned it. Probably did, but I'm just. I'm actually delighted for the Edinburgh City fans. I know you've mentioned Bob Fallon a, a few times, Callum, about our chat, and I'm actually delighted for them because I know he was really skeptical about about maybe getting an opportunity to go and watch Edinburgh City against the Premiership side. And uh, I'm delighted for for the fans are going to be able to, to make the trip up and, and go to Pataudry. And I know we'll speak about it, but the news today, it's uh, I'm absolutely delighted for them because I know it's <laughs> Scottish Cup and kind draws for Edinburgh City. I've never really been. Uh, well, kind for a different reason, if you know what I mean, a financial kindness. Um, but no, I'm delighted that Embraer well, City fans were able to, to go up to that game uh, in a week's time, whatever it is. Actually, just just to touch on, I know that uh, Bob mentioned um, that I don't think he's been to Petardry, but he's, uh, one of his pals said that the view is shocking. Uh, I'll tell you right now, Bob, uh, yeah, brutal, brutal, mate. It's <laughs> not a great place to watch football, um, but... Um, I'm sure it'll be a, a great day out uh, for the citizens and all that. Right? Uh, maybe a few, few shandies uh, to see them along the way. But we will move on. Come on, to... that theme. Sorry, oh. I just last thing I want to ask you. Oh. Oh. Because... If, no, you're no, here, no. if you're here on time, no, you because host. I know you'll enjoy if this. I know you'll enjoy time, this. You don't get to host. No, no, I'm not hosting. <laughs> I, just, I, won't, I won't ask the host. <clears throat> I've seen on Twitter there's a wee, a wee, a new sort of Twitter page formed up about. Ember City away days, Calm. I'm just interested mm. to know what your favourite away day is for Ember City. All right, um, has to be Montrose. Oh mm. well, or or um, obviously 2016 is, mm. but um, that one, I, yeah, I mean Montrose. Montrose was unbelievable. That was, um, I think, um, I uh, I think I almost got in a fight with with some boy behind the goal because um, you went down under a cross ball and he said something. I shouted at him and then he looked at. Uh, but I no, that was that was a great day, great day. Um, and then obviously yes, the 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 playoff went. But uh, no, that's that's fine. Next next week, you're on time, and you can ask all the questions that you want. Right? <laughs> but for the third <laughs> for the third time, we will move on to the Lowland League, and we will start with civil service strollers. And again, football we can talk about. Um, absolute back to back one all draws at home and realistically I think if you looked at this last season a one-all draw against Shire and then a one-all draw against Gala we'd have sat here and gone yeah that's not actually too bad from Civil that's that's, that's quite good um, unfortunately they are sort of victims of their own success earlier in the season and you, you look at these games and think they led in both games and didn't kick on uh, I know that Gary was in the in the paper, especially after the Gala game, bemoaning missed chances and yeah, I think not being clinical enough. It's look, it's, it's one of those things that we've mentioned. Young team that Civil have got, they aren't going to be slightly inconsistent. They're not going to take every chance that they get. But you know, because of the season that they've had, we would have expected them to pick up four to six points instead of two. So, um. So wait, I'll come to you first. Um, actually, no, no, I will not. I'll go to Byers because Byers was at the Shire game. Byers was at the Shire game. Um, what like was it? Because I wasn't. So I, that was my anniversary. So 
Um, I was drunk. I wish I was as well. <laughs> well, no, Byers, you're not allowed to come on my anniversary. That would be really <laughs> weird. <laughs> no, I wish I was pissed because it was I wasn't the greatest game of football I've ever watched in my life. They, they deservedly led, then just went, everything went and pretty much he's still in his favour. Um, what I did notice was the amount of cross balls that Civil weren't able to deal with uh-huh. from Shire. That's one thing that was kind of stood out for me. Um, from that, uh, <clears throat> aye, it, was, it wasn't great. I think second half, you were just waiting for East Stirlingshire to score. I left about 70 minutes because I couldn't feel my feet. Um, I, was next to, I was standing next to Eddie Malone, who was doing the chief reporting for Spartans. Because obviously the derby oh. was due to come up at that point. He was like, I'm away as well. <laughs> <laughs> Both left. And then five minutes later, East Stirlingshire scored, which uh, no surprise to me whatsoever. Um, it was always coming. I just... There was performances that were below par from what I've seen from players previously so yeah I can't really I don't want to say too much because I'm going to I think I spoke about this briefly when I was on the podcast the other week with Stobie but not a great spectacle but um, I'd hope they would have pushed on and then obviously getting the draw on Saturday there disappointing again but I think they potentially need to look at bringing someone in or potentially another striker because they're relying I think too much on Faye at times um, and I think you're going to need someone else in there if he's away for a period of time off so well there we go. yeah so I mean basically an injury to Bigaloo and you think that there's too much pressure on your Robbie Coles your Modi carries I, I think I think so I, I think as a, as a target man Yes, he's a target man, but I didn't see him win a ball at all in the game after I was there. He doesn't win a ball. I would never describe Alou as a target man. I think that because of the size of him, people think that that's what he is, but uh, no, I wouldn't. Aye. I think no, he's, I mean, not. He's, he's what, six foot three? And, you know, when he jumps, he's smaller than Sean Maloney. Two feet. So, uh, um, aye. That, yeah. aye, that, there's a one for you, aye. But no, nah, I think I think if he's, he's out the squad, which obviously. There's so much goals um, from him for Civil this season. You look at it in the, the goal scoring charts for the league. That's massive if they lose him. So I think, yeah, I think Gary needs to look at ideally try to get a loan deal in from somewhere if he can. Must be some Hibs. He's got the link with Hibs. I think somewhere like a, a Joshua Corner or something like that could be maybe coming in, do a job potentially there. That would be, I think that would be an incredible signing um, if he got Joshua Connor or even if he got Connor Young back. Um, because as we always like to point out, um, Connor Young has had a fantastic season for the Hibs under 18s this, this year. Um, was on loan at Civil last season and this he's been he's been phenomenal um, up front. So yeah, if Hibs, if Hibs, uh, sorry, if Civil can tap into that market, absolutely. Um, so do you think Civil need to add, or do you think it's just a, you know, bad day at the office? Possibly. I mean, it is a it is a it is a young squad that Gary's put together, um, and I think I said it early on is it's going to be a bit of a roller coaster ride. I think a lot of these guys, it's their first full season playing low league football, and. 
this time of the season as well. It's it's tough, you know. Pitches become heavier. Um, it's kind of dark. I know you know it's dark at half time. Kind of it feels like. Do you know what I mean? And it's just it's actually a really it is a challenge, and it, and it does kind of this is where you see teams going up. I mean, they kind of go on a run from here, and, and they push on, and suddenly a team that you're thinking, God, they're miles off it, are suddenly, you know, and suddenly in the top four, top three. I look at kind of East Kilbride in that nature. I mean, it's. I think they're, result, they're like a result away from being in the top four, and yet we were talking about them from having their worst ever season probably three months ago. Do you know what I mean? So, um, don't, don't, don't and, about East Kilbride because I've got them in the notes for later on. Jesus, yeah, sorry. sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the type of manager that, that Gary is, he's always looking to he's always looking to add, and and, and I think he's he's, he's proactive in, in that fashion. So. Um, yeah, but would I be would I be would I think he would like maybe a bit more experience, perhaps maybe around the place, maybe I, I don't know. Um, like we said, we spoke about it a lot of time. It is a young squad, and there's times where they've had amazing results, and then you you know we find out we get stats through that they've got like two players over the age of twenty that played and things like that. So um, I don't know. loads of energy, civil, keep that energy. I think you're right, Callum. I don't think they're necessarily bad points. But again, a victim of their own success because we've seen them beat Bonnerig this season, we've seen them beat Rangers this season, we've seen them beat East Kilbride this season. So when you find out they're drawing with, with Gala and, and Shire, you think, ah, that's disappointing. But actually, a bit of realism, um, maybe not bad points. However, it's not the best run because it's only one win in the last four games, I think. Yeah. Um, if I'm if I'm if I'm right, I think it's two draws in a row, lost to uh well, aye. But then you look at it, then it was two wins and five. But you know, I, I'm just thinking it's I just move on to the next game, hopefully pick up three points there. One game at a time, don't get too high, don't get too low. I know Gary's ruining missed opportunities, so hopefully they can turn a wee corner and start finding the back of the net again. But to answer your question, do I think Gary will look to bring people in? Probably. Yeah, well, um <laughs> is it thanks, thanks for um saying a lot of things and then just agreeing with me uh, after two minutes of waffle. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, I think, look, it's a tough one at the weekends. Uh, Berwick away. Uh, I think Civil, was it last year or the year before, got a right good result down at Berwick. Uh, I think it was like 3-1. This this year, uh, was it the other month, Civil 2-0 winners against Berwick Rangers. So I think that yeah, this is this is a wee chance uh, to go down there. Berwick have been up and down this season. I think that they've had some good results. They've had some bad results. Um, this is a wee chance to to get back in the groove, especially with how the the league's looking now and teams having used their games in hand and getting further up the table. But yeah, Berwick on Saturday certainly a tough one, but. I think civil civil can come through, but we will have predictions. So you can tell me about your thoughts then, because we're going to move on to Edinburgh Uni, sorry, and well, it's two defeats in a row um, since you know I saw the last podcast, and I think it's not actually been a great run at all for Edinburgh Uni. I'm sure uh, because uh, I can't see Stovey's face; he's clearly looking up their uh, form at this moment in time. Oh, there he is. It's three defeats in a row. Four, five. Wait, four. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> four defeats. Four in a row. Yeah. Well, four just, just a row. Yeah, stop playing charades. Four bloody fingers up. Christ almighty. <laughs> um, right, no. So four defeats in a row for him, but you need. And I think if if we're being honest, um, we, 
expected that a run like this could be around uh, the corner because of the youthfulness of the squad and um, the sort of size of the squad, which Dorian definitely alluded to in the, in the evening news uh, the other week after the 3-0 defeat to Shire at the weekend there. And it's, it's, look, it's one of those where they've lost 2-1 to Spartans and 3-0 to Shire. Um, 2-1 to Spartans where well, the, the reverse fixture earlier this season, Andrew, you were there, 4-0, Uni um, collapsed pretty much. Um, 3-0 to Shire, they're 1-0 down at halftime. To, uh, and I think... Um, the size of the squad is really affecting Edinburgh Uni's ability uh, to kick on there. Um, but buyers are hosting winter trials, uh, I think, very shortly. Do you think that there could be a diamond in the rough? hope so. I hope so. I think... Um, Come on. Um, look no, I, I generally think, I think there also has to be something to kind of even push the squad to, to what they've got position-wise. You want competition for places and stuff like that as well. So you want to see what comes with it. So fingers crossed. Um, hopefully it's a lot better than... Uh, I do remember, I'm going off tangent here, but a trial Clyde back in the day. Eddie was telling me this at the Civil game. Um, the season before they beat Celtic, they held open trials. Yes, I remember that. And, Every man in their dug turned up, and apparently Eddie was on holiday at the time. Got a text of Craig Bryson to say that there was a goalkeeper with one arm turned up. Well, Biles, you've absolutely flown me there. Um, so we take over Edinburgh Uni. <clears throat> yeah, Last... I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a tough run, but they've had a tough run. The fixtures: Rangers, Spartans, Shire, and uh, Stirling Uni. I mean, if you were to probably really, you know, four defeats in those games, that really unsurprising. No, and I think as well as. I wonder if I wonder if we'd mentioned that, um, but Ember Uni and Stone Uni, in their fairness, the makeup of these squads in terms of, I would imagine that probably ninety five of them will probably share a flat with two, three others, and in the climate that we're in, it's a flat. Yeah, the the climate that we're in, uh, with with COVID, it only takes one at that time. You know, with one of those members to one of those uh, one of their flatmates to get COVID, and then that knocks them out for ten days or, or seven days. So, you know, it's, it's always going to be difficult. Um, and the nature of uni, uni students, it's just the nature they're going to be going out. Uh, all it takes is, like I said, one of their flatmates to go out and, and catch it or, or whatever, and and then it knocks it knocks knocks them out. So, um, it's going to be tough, and it's going to be a tough period for for, for Edinburgh Uni um, with that. So you would hope that. As Scotland and or Edinburgh and Scotland moves into a better place with, with COVID hopefully soon, um, then Edinburgh Uni will then start to see the real benefits of that because of, of getting players back. So, um, listen, they've done they've done they've done their job for me, Edinburgh Uni. But of course, for once they're able to really look forward rather than behind. So we want them to try and let's see if they can, can keep a place rather than just being third bottom. Can they can they go fourth bottom or fifth bottom? And they've got the opportunity because they're playing a team that are right right next to them in the league this Saturday. Yeah, I was going to say, are they not? Um, they're, they're fourth bottom just now, are they not? Because you've got obviously Vale and then yeah, they are, yeah. yeah, it's it's this 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 weekend's opponents uh, coming on Colts. And yeah. well, Edinburgh Uni could lose this game and they would not drop a place in the league, which you know is um, not that that's the sort of rousing 
team talk that I'm expecting Dorian to give. Um, it reminds me of the time Stobie and I were playing for the school, and I think we were playing. Who was it? Who was it? So was it Broughton? Um, Trinity. Uh, I think uh, I'm thinking of. Alright, sorry, Trinity, and we went two 0 up, and I uh, I was playing centre half, and I turned around to you and goals, um, and I went, great, we can concede now. Um, <laughs> I was like, calm, no, we can't even. You're like, I was, ah, but we're, but we're, but we're still be winning. It's like, calm. I, I was, it was, it was such a sort of stupid we, oh, you know, as soon as I said it, I went, why have I said that? But anyway, um, to be fair, we won the game 2 0, so it didn't matter. Um, but that's another tangent we're going on. So it's coming all on Saturday. If the uni have the full squad back, and I know it's away from home, but if we've got, the you know Lawson and uh, the Magic Man up front, I think that they can go there and, and get get three points. I think Cumbernauld again, they've they're definitely not where I think they thought they would be this season. They um, they gave Civil a right good game. They don't beat Civil um, or am I draw Civil um, recently? So I think look, Uni can go there and win. I'll have to see what the, the starting lineup is before we go making bold predictions. But uh, yeah, again, we'll see on on Saturday there. So they've both got identical form, Calm. They've both uh, won one and five and have had four defeats in a row. So uh, identical well, form going into it. Hopefully, hopefully it's five um, defeats in a row for what's it called, and Inverness uh, can make it two and six. Um, mm. <clears throat> We'll move on to Spartans, who look right good, right good two games. Um, four points, 2-1 win against Edinburgh Uni, and a 2 all draw away at Bonnerig Rose, where, well, I think I think we'll touch more on the Bonnerig game because they're 2-0 down and staying down the barrel of defeat and come back, and it's it's really impressive uh, to come back at New Dundas Park and and get get a result there. I think that if I don't want to deal too doom and gloom, but I think if Spartans had aspirations for the league title, I think they would have had to have got a third uh, to win that game. I think it's I think they're sitting eleven points behind Bonnerig at the moment. The games are running out. It's yeah, look, Bonnerig have just been so consistent this year. I think they they will all end up being worthy worthy winners. Um, but look, that's. That's a right good performance to come back from 2-0 down, especially with Spartans. Um, over the course of this podcast, Andrew, you and I several times have questioned Spartans being able to, to mix it in a, in a big game, you know, especially like away to East Kilbride, um, LA, etc. I think, yeah, right good result. Well done to Dougie and the boys. Uh, uh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 2-0 down fairly early on in the game if I'm... I can't quite remember, but I remember certainly remember checking my phone maybe midway through the first half of it, and it was it was two 0 I think of, of thinking back and uh, considered a goal really early. And you're right, they could have they could have chucked it <laughs> um, at that time. It wouldn't have been easy. And you know, five hundred fans, or imagine majority, or probably probably all of them to be honest, Bonnerig fans. Um, and you know what, a good character to come back um, having. Heard apparently it was actually a really end to end game, uh, actually a good game. Both teams had had chances. It wasn't like Bonnerig were certainly from what I've heard, 
uh, absolutely dominant in the game, and actually Spartans are probably deserved deserving of the equaliser, which which is promising to promising to hear. Because you're right, Calm, there has been a number of times this 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 uh, podcast the last couple of years where we have wanted Spartans to go away from home and and, and show character, be resolute, and they've just come up short. So positive. Were they helped by Bonnie's goalkeeper? I think they were. Um, looking at the highlights back, I don't. I think uh, the Bonnie goalkeeper would like to have. Uh, certainly, I think it's a second goal back off, off the top of my head. Thinking back to the highlights, but you know, Cam, you know what? Decent. <laughs> and in any other season, you know, a point is a great result. But we are, uh, well, eleven points behind. I think Bonnie have got a game in hand. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of too little, too late, maybe. Um, but it still looks it's a good place to probably finish top four, top three, which I think Spartans now has to be the target. Yeah, you mentioned that because uh, Byers, as, as Stoey mentioned earlier about East Kilbride coming on to um, a bit of a game, East Kilbride find themselves um, just behind Spartans, three points behind them um, in fifth place, and East Kilbride have a game in hand. Now, do you think that, you know, earlier on this season in the podcast, we were lambasting East Kilbride, laughing at them for being absolutely brutal, and, well, they've fair turned it around. Spartans, do you think they can hold off that charge or do you think maybe East Kilbride have got the bit between their teeth? Um, as far as suggest, I, I would say it's possibly in East Kilbride's favour, but personally, yeah, I, I think Spartans have got too much in us, too much with the score that they've got to not hold that off. I, I think they are good enough. They've got the players that you're hoping they've got full fitness and players are going to start playing to their full potential. Uh, and, and you kind of just want them to kick on from where they are. Um, it was disappointing, obviously, that they never got a game the other day against Civil because you're hoping that could have potentially helped them in the league to see how that would have went. Um, with that, I'm not sure how an all-weather pitch gets frozen, but there we go. Um, so we'll see potentially with that. And I, I, I think Spartans should have enough push them, hold them off so I hope so anyway because you're not wanting yes they split our teams now but aye it was a surprising one as you said at the start of the season didn't have a great great amount of, kind of wins under their belt and they have kind of they've, they've been on, played on the radar this season I think as well and there's not many teams that have kind of highlighted them for for what they've done recently so it's credit to them they've kind of shut us up a wee bit on the podcast yeah. in terms of their, their form at the moment but I, I, yeah bad question I, I think Spartans have gone sorry I waffled there for a bit but uh, I think you're right East Kilbride have gone under the radar uh, I think uh, one massive positive for Spartans has been the form of Sean Brown I think he's been really impressive since he came in um, obviously nominated for our November Played them, was he? Um, Stobie's making weird faces, and I don't know what he's doing. But um, I'm just not sure if his loan has been extended or not. That's what I'm. Well, he scored on Saturday, so well, okay. Doesn't mean his loan's been extended, is it? No, well, I didn't realize loan was at a random like surely his loan would end at the start of January or at the end of. I don't know. I don't. Announced the deal, we'll see. I would think that if Spartans could, they they would look to do everything they can to extend that to the end of the season. But 
you know, East Fife are in a bit of a pickle uh, at this moment in time. They, they are not doing very well. So I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of um, East Fife. East Fife have actually recalled a lot of players um, from, from loans, and I just hadn't heard anything from Sean Brown. I know it was a it was a temporary loan that they had. It wasn't a, an all season thing. So um, I'd imagine news soon on that because if his loan <laughs> isn't up, it'll be up very very soon. So, um, but like you say, it's a yeah, you'd have thought it'd have been maybe last week we'd have heard, but um, I think you're right, Cam. I think they've got to try and keep him because he's added good competition and he's a different, he's a he's a different striker to I think a Blair Henderson. But we know all about Blair. Um, whereas Sean is is very different. Um, will go and chase probably a bit more lost causes and will put himself put himself about with Blair's got his strengths and you know we speak so highly of them. And I think they're actually a good. I think they're probably a good partnership because you've kind of got one that's going to do all the the hard running and, and putting defenders under a lot of pressure by closing them down, and you've got Blair to to put the ball in the back of the net and, and be a physical challenge. And as balls are played up to him, so I think I mean, I'd play both of them up front uh, every week if I'm if I'm uh, Doogie. Yeah, the classic, the classic sort of partnership that you've described there. Um, well, we might see them both in action. Uh, well, depending on whether loans are extended, who knows? Uh, this Saturday, um, as Spartans host bottom of the league, they're leading. Um, well, it's been look. They've let's be honest. I think they will finish bottom. Um, I think they will go down, but they've certainly improved recently. Um, you know, the the sort of ten mils have turned into five mils. Uh, I think that uh, they've they've got a little bit better. Uh, the boy that came in from Pennycook's got them organised. Maybe if that change has been made sooner, who knows? But um, I think that this is a game where you know Spartans have tripped up at home this season. I can't see that happening against Fiorentina. I'd be very surprised if they did. But um, as a sort of word of warning, they have obviously had a couple of results at home this season that have not been good enough. But I mean, when we do our predictions very shortly, I'm going to be predicting um, a good few goals to nil, um, if I'm honest. But um, yeah, um, anything anything that you would like to add, gentlemen, about Bale on Saturday? No, no, didn't think so. Right, so as always, we will finish with um, our predictions this week. Now, Andrew, uh, Ross and I decided before we came on the show that we were going to include... Um, Hibs and Hearts games from next week so we will have Celtic v Hibs on Monday night Hearts v St Johnson on Tuesday night so it will be a sort of prolonged um, predictions week uh, this week for, for the return um, we'll start as it will appear on the graphic I think that's my favourite saying from the podcast just love that um, I feel like we're on a game show you know is it the sort of um, anyway digress as always uh, so, I think we're not on a timer either I know, it's all right. I'm looking at the time. <laughs> right. So, uh, we'll start, as it will appear on the graphic, uh, Bayer's Celtic versus... No, sorry, I'm going to rephrase that. The Tribute Act versus the Originals. Um, 2 no Celtic. Ooh. Andrew? 3-1 uh, Celtic. Ooh. Sean Maloney, height train, 2-1 Hibs. First time in 12 years. Here we go. Wow. Um, Byers, Harlem Midlothian versus St. Johnston. 3-1 Hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1-1. Ooh. Boo. Really? 
That's hey, hey, they're your predictions, mate. They're your predictions. These are but different points. I'm happy. That's I mean, I'm I'm surprised at that. I am surprised. That's 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 surprised me. I'm I'm thinking more along the Rochester Pirates route, and I'm going. I'm going to go three 0 three 0 Hearts. Um, okay, um, Byers, um fake Hearts versus Inverness. Two one Celtic. Two one Celtic. Mm, close. Stops. Hey, I'll go three f- one Celtic. Kelly. I think um sorry City I think 4-0 4-0 Kelly. I don't know I've just uh, I just think that they, they can um right uh into the Lone League buyers Bennett Rangers versus Civil Service uh, one 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 oh okay um stops yeah I'm gonna go for uh, Desmond, yeah. Desmond, RIP, not a problem. Um, and I will go, you know what? Um, I'll back Gary's boys. I'm going 3 2, 3 2 civil. Um, Byers, what's it called? Colts versus Edinburgh Uni. Desmond. Oh, RIP. Um, Stubbs. Uh, 2 1 Cumbernauld. 2 1 Cumbernauld. I am going to go. Um, I'm going to go the same as you, Stobbs. Two on coming old. Um, and we finish with Spartans versus Bill Leaven. Uh, Byers. 5-0 Spartans. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I'll go 4-0 Spartans. Sorry, Stobbs. I should have given you the nod there. Um, 4-0 Spartans. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm same lines here. Uh, I think I'm going to go 4-0. Stubbs, I think um, I think your your prediction um, very good. Um, yeah, I think that uh, that's that. I, I, honestly, I had something. That's it. That's it. This is what I was going to say before we go. Um, completely slipped my mind to do December Player of the Month. Uh, I think we're far too far into January now to do December Player of the Month. So I think we could do a sort of double month. A winter. Oh, oh, our winter. winter. Month, oh, there we go. of the month, um, which will encompass December and January form, just to make it extra hard for ourselves to sort of narrow down our choices. So, um, yeah, who knows? We, um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But uh, I think that that's that's us. Unless anyone has any humorous anecdotes that they would like to share. No, I think I'd imagine just just great news that that fans are. Are back in again, and I know, I know you'll, you'll, you'll spoke about it already. Yep. But it's just you're on time, you would have felt yeah, that. But just great to know that uh, you know fans are back. Mm-hmm. All the all our, our prediction league can be back. There'll not be a unless anything changes. There'll not be an asterisk behind any winner this year. Yes. Um, well, well, there's still time. There's still time. <laughs> maybe for for a, but hopefully now this is us. From now to the end of the season, there, there will be the full prize awarded for the the prediction league, which we've we've had in our minds since the first year. But because of COVID, no one's been able to win it because, well, I'm sorry, but you've not won it properly. So yeah, this season is the first year. No asterisks next to it. No offense to previous winners, James Graham and John Hopkinson, but hey, um, we make the rules. It's our ball, and that's it. So. Um, 
look, thank you very much for listening. Um, it's been the Edinburgh Football Podcast. I've been Callum, been joined by Ross George Byers and Andrew Stobie. Pleasure as always. Thanks, Get your predictions before the weekend. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs>